One of the COVID vaccine leaders, Moderna, applying for FDA authorization today, but also giving a latest insight into efficacy that Science Magazine called absolutely remarkable. Let's bring in Brad Longcar, CEO at Longcar Investments, our go-to guy when it comes to biotech and the vaccine frontier. So, Brad, it seems like uh, the stock really responded today in a way that I don't think many thought, given the FDA side, was expected. So what was the unexpected news here? Yeah, remarkable is right. I think there are really two things uh, that caused the stock rally today. So the first, of course, is they provided a little more data with more follow-up, and their previous data has held up. So it's a 94% efficacy rate. And importantly, uh, for severe disease, the vaccine group had no severe disease. It was 30 for the placebo group, zero for severe. And that's a really important statistic. So all of that's looking great. I think wow. another thing that really impacted the stock today uh, was kind of a stealth thing that not a lot of people realize, which is a competitor, AstraZeneca last week presented some data. And at first it was received as good news, but as more of the facts came out, and I think as people started to think about this more over the Thanksgiving holiday, I think that one's looking very iffy right now, and I'm not sure. In fact, I don't think that one's going to be approved in the United States uh, for a while, yeah, if ever. Yeah, and mm. so I, I think that the, the messenger RNA vaccines, Pfizer and Moderna, from a competitive standpoint, are gonna be really hard to beat, and we're starting to realize that uh, now that this Astra news has really sunk in. Okay, so now that we know what Moderna's uh, vaccine is with this new data, efficacy is both high for Moderna versus Pfizer. Brad, is it obvious which one is a better vaccine, Pfizer versus Moderna? Yeah, it's really difficult to compare trials. And I think the right way to look at this is they're essentially the same. Um, some people will quiver with the percent here or there. Some people will look at the safety profile, but they look exactly the same to me. Um, and so that's great. You know, we're going to be supply constrained for a long time and two is better than one. And I think they pretty much look equal. Now the FDA is gonna review both of them in public hearings in a couple of weeks. Um, so maybe there will be some additional facts that we haven't seen yet that will come out then. Um, but barring any major surprises, both of these look pretty good. The, the big question, for our industry and from a stock market perspective is going to be, can any non-mRNA companies compete with such a high efficacy rate like these companies have shown? That's gonna be the major question going forward. I don't think it's going to be a Pfizer versus Moderna competition story. So then in terms of what vaccines someone's gonna get, Let's say uh, uh, just an average person, average age, average health, no special risk job. Six months from now when the vaccine is available, what's going to determine which one they get? Is it going to be location? Uh, is it going to be specific uh, maybe to their health? If there would be high risk, then maybe they don't, maybe they would rather go with the Moderna. I mean, is it going to be you go to your doctor and they say, here's the one that fits you best. We got both of them. Yeah, again, these two are so similar. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Okay. I think that it's gonna come down to availability. A big question is going to be like uh, AstraZeneca, for example, that one may 
be only 60% effective. We still need to, to find out officially. Uh. Um, but the question there becomes, would a vaccine like that be useful for healthier people, like, like you're asking about? You mm -hmm. know, would the, maybe we give the stronger ones to healthcare workers and the elderly, um, and maybe if there are other vaccines that come in below that, those might be more appropriate for healthier people, but all of that still needs to be sorted out. Um, in terms of these two, um, I, I think it'll come down to supply and just which one happens to be available in your local area when it's your turn to get vaccinated. Brad, what about for Moderna's stock? I know this part gets tough, but I mean, you know, it just kind of, it's just kind of my job. When I see charts that go vertical, I kind of have to try and figure out what the negative case could be, you know? But on the one hand, it's, it's like, why even try and argue it? If this is a company that's gonna have the primary, if not one of the primary vaccines to literally save the world from the first <laughs> pandemic we've had, you know, in recorded history to this degree, you know, in the modern age, then who cares how vertical it goes? Maybe this is just getting started for this company. That's one take, but the other one is, all right, you know, at what point do we have to figure out kind of the value of this thing? Do we know where the real value is and what we should expect from Moderna as a company? Do they use this as a platform to become the next big biotech name? And it doesn't matter how short-term volatile it is, buy in and ride the wave? Yeah, you're not the only one asking those questions. In fact, in biotech circles, we've started to call this the Tesla of biotech. Ah. You know how Tesla is like worth more than all the other car companies combined. Moderna's valuation is starting to look like that. It's really hard um, to make the math work. Uh, you just kind of maybe have to believe in it as a platform like Tesla bulls believe in that company. But here's what I would say. Here I think is the the thing that should uh, should should uh, determine your decision. One thing we don't know yet about these vaccines, Moderna's included, is how long the, the efficacy and the protection is going to last for. If this is a one and done scenario where you get the vaccine and it gives you good protection for years and years, and it's gonna be really hard uh, to make this valuation work on paper. Ah. But if you're one of these people that believes that uh, we're gonna need booster shots every two or three years, and that uh, this vaccine and maybe COVID is gonna be around as a longer term thing, uh, then you can start to, mm. to you know, really justify the valuation, which I mean, it's $60 billion right now. That's, that's really steep. I mean, that's more than Vertex, um, and Biogen and some of the other mega biotech companies. And, you know, today Moderna is still a company without an approved product. So credit to them for succeeding in the way they have, but uh, the stock does have major questions. So think think it's going to be Tesla-esque for a while. It's going to be a battleground. All right. You, you may say that as like a heads up for volatility, but many people are going to hear that and say, okay, time to get in on the wave if it's the Tesla of biotech. Brad, thanks for the thoughts. I like it. Really good and helpful insight as always. Appreciate it. Brad Longcar, CEO at Longcar Investment.